This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, family. Thank you for joining us this weekend for your church experience. This is Dr. Theo here, and my message is titled, God has promised to provide for his children. In this particular experience of COVID-19 and all the challenges that go along with it, we need to know that God is going to take care of us. And today, you will know that and believe it without any problem. And you'll see it happen. Okay, let's begin. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 3. This is what God said to Abraham. He said, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. Now, God made a covenant with Abraham, and in that covenant, everything that God owns became Abraham's, and everything Abraham owned became God's, including all Abraham's children. They all became God's. In this covenant all right so God says Abraham anybody that blesses you I'll bless them and anybody that curses you I'll curse them now that's the Old Testament now let's go to the New Testament because that's for us right well both are for us but we have a new covenant so Galatians 3:29 in the new covenant says and now that you belong to Christ Talking about you and me, we belong to Jesus because we gave our life to him. We ask him to be our savior. We are believers in Christ. Therefore, we belong to Christ. So, and now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are Abraham's heirs. And now all the promises God gave to Abraham belongs to you. Wow. All the promises God gave to Abraham belongs to us who believe in Jesus. That's extremely powerful. We'll see how that's going to roll out now as I move along. Let's just say this together. Now, I've said before, when I ask someone to say something with me in church, some folks don't like to say it. They like to just keep quiet in church. But there's some folks will step out of the church building and talk about anything under the sun. Why would we not want to say what God's word says? That seems strange to me. Come on, let's do this. And I believe as you do, it'll register on your heart and you'll find joy and faith rise like you never thought it could. All right, here we go. Say this, I'm blessed of God. Those who bless me will be blessed by God. And those who curse me are cursed. That's what the Bible said. We're just saying what God said. Now, if you ever hear anybody badmouth another Christian, don't get drawn into it. Stay out of it, because we see that if we say anything bad about a Christian, it comes right back on us. We say something good about a believer, then we get something good said about us. All right, let's also say this. I have God's ideas, 
to increase my income. Again, I have God's ideas to increase my income. Praise the Lord. Say this as well. One of my goals in life is to give more into the gospel. See, see if that's our heart attitude, if our heart attitude is, is that I want to prosper or I want to do better in life so that I can give more to the gospel of Jesus, then that is something God will bless. God will bless that. Okay, let's read Haggai chapter 2 and verse 6. For this is what the Lord Almighty says. In just a little while, I will again shake the heavens and the earth. I will shake the oceans and the dry land too. I will shake all the nations and the treasures, the wealth of all the nations will come to this temple and I'll fill this place with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord Almighty. God says the silver and the gold is his. He didn't say it belongs to the devil. He didn't say it belongs to the devil's children. Verse 9, the future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory, said the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will bring peace. I, the Lord Almighty, have spoken. Now, what's going on here? Well, firstly, Haggai, the prophet, is probably standing outside the temple, which is being reconstructed. This is Solomon's temple that was destroyed and now they are rebuilding it many years later and uh, the prophet is saying appears to be saying that the one they are rebuilding is going to have a greater is going to have greater glory than Solomon's temple which was destroyed now Solomon's temple was beyond imagination. The, the wealth, the money was spent on that temple is the richest construction ever built in history, by far. Okay. So, and the strange thing is that this prophecy never came to pass. This reconstructed temple never came close to Solomon's temple. So then, does that mean that this prophecy was wrong? That it even shouldn't be in the Bible? Because God is saying it. No, it's not wrong. Because it wasn't talking about, this prophecy is not talking about the temple they were building. It's talking about the new temple of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16, we Christians are the new temple. And Solomon's temple is a type, a shadow, an example of us, the church, the new temple. 
We are the substance. We cast the shadow. Now, so God is saying here that he is going to bring wealth and glory into the new temple, into the church, into the hands of believers. When's that going to happen? In the time of our glory. In the time when the church rises to its climax, to its occasion of taking leadership. Right now, it's coming. We're going to stand up. I'll talk about it in a minute. Now, <clears throat> the nations are being shaken right now by COVID-19. We all understand that this is the work of the devil, not God. This is not God shaking the nations. This is the COVID-19 shaking nations. It's the devil. How can I say that? Well, Jesus said in John 10, 10, he said, I came to give you abundant life and Satan came to kill, to steal and destroy. So COVID-19 is not bringing abundant life. It's come to kill, steal and destroy. So it can't be from Jesus. It has to be from the devil. And that's what Jesus said in John 10, 10, right? Okay. Now, but while that's going on, while the devil is shaking the nations with COVID-19, God is taking the opportunity to work in the hearts of believers and to set them on fire. God is setting his children on fire at this time. I'm hearing stories of Christians coming back to God, repenting for their sloppy ways. I'm hearing of unbelievers who don't know Jesus, who are saying, I need to know more about God. I'm hearing all these stories. So God is setting the church on fire. Then when the church stands up in the power of the Spirit, God is going to shake all the nations and supernaturally finances and provision are going to come into the hands of believers. And God's going to work in the church supernaturally. It's going to be a combination of material finances, but supernatural provision as well. All the types and shadows of the Old Testament, where the children of Israel were provided for by manna from heaven, water from a rock, quail flying in, millions of them, to feed millions of people every day. There was a supernatural thing, as well as them getting gold and silver when they walked out of Egypt natural finances. So God's going to do all of this to take care of us. And we are going to be in a position then to reach out a hand to the lost, the unsaved, and uh, be the ark of Noah in this hour. So God is going to shake the nations. Now let's go to Isaiah 55 and verse 8. My thoughts are completely different to yours, says the Lord. And my ways are beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. 
The rain and snow came down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They caused the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. Now God says, look at that again. God says, with the rain coming down, which brings a harvest of plenty, the grain growing and bread and so on coming forth. It is the same with the word of God. In other words, the, the example of the rain bringing provision to the land is a type, an example of God's word doing that. He says, it is the same with my word, I sent it out. And it always produces fruit. In other words, when I send my word out, it will always produce a harvest of blessing, provision. It will accomplish all I want it to accomplish. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. So God is saying, wherever my word is preached, prosperity will come. God said that, God said that. The word prosper is in the Bible here. I didn't say it. God said it. He said the word of God will bring prosperity. The rain that brings life in abundance is a type of God's word as well that brings a harvest of life and blessing wherever it goes. The more we listen to teaching like this from the Word of God, the more God is able to provide for His children. The Heavenly Father's provision comes through His Word, just like salvation comes by knowing the Word, just like the Holy Spirit is received by knowing it in the Word. Just like healing is received by seeing it in the Word. So provision will come by seeing it in the Word. Everything we receive from God in this life comes to us through the Word first. Because the Word will bring faith which we need to receive from God. So the promise of God about a certain matter will bring faith to receive from God. We need the faith to receive from God. The Word will bring that. Praise His name. Now the anointing that provides, the anointing of blessing that provides comes through the Word. When you see it, the Word, the anointing comes. Here's the second scripture, the second example, the second witness to confirm that. Psalm 107 verse 20. God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. If God sent his word to heal and deliver them from their destructions, then God's word will deliver us from our poverty as well or our lack. Isn't that what Jesus said 
right here in Luke 4 verse 18. And here is our fourth, third witness. Third witness. Luke 4 18. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, why does he specifically say, The Holy Spirit has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor? It's because the Word of God will bring God's blessing to the poor. So God says, God preach the gospel to the poor to bring them blessing, to provide for their need. Praise the Lord. Say this, please. I'm becoming a magnet to the blessing of God. Again, I am a magnet to the blessing of God because I'm hearing the word. The anointing on me, say this, the anointing on me is attracting the blessing of God. Praise God. Now there is anointing to pastor. There is anointing to counsel, anointing to teach. There's anointing to prophesy. And there's anointing to minister healing. And there's anointing to worship in a worship team. And there's anointing that brings promotion and brings blessing. The Holy Spirit is here to confirm the word that is being preached. To prove the word of God is correct. 1 Samuel 9 verse 1. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish. And he had a son whose name was Saul. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, Please take one of the servants with you and arise and go look for my donkeys. Now here is just an ordinary young man by the name of Saul who was told by his dad to go with a servant and go and look for his dad's donkeys. Now finally, after three days of looking in various countries and walking miles and miles, kilometers and kilometers, they could not find the donkeys. So they discussed the idea of going to ask the prophet Samuel where they were. In the meantime, God had already warned the prophet Samuel that tomorrow I'm sending a young man Saul to see you, anoint him to be king. I am sending him. He thinks he's coming to ask you about his father's donkeys, but I am ordering his steps. I'm sending him to you so you can anoint him to be the king of Israel. So, God told Samuel to anoint Saul to be king. Now Samuel the prophet explains to young Saul what will happen when he pours the oil on his head. Let's read from 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 6. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, Saul, and you will prophesy with the other prophets and be turned into another man. The Spirit of God will change you and turn you into another man. When the anointing came on Saul, this young donkey shepherd became a king. Now, when you read about Saul's life, he was a very shy, introvert young man. 
And the anointing changed him into another man. He became a dynamic soldier, warrior, and king initially. Initially. When the anointing came on a young sheep shepherd by the name of David, he turned into an amazing great king. When the anointing fell on Saul of Tarsus, a Pharisee who was throwing Christians into jail, he became Paul the Apostle and wrote more than half of the New Testament inspired by the Spirit of God. God wrote to us through the Apostle Paul. When the anointing fell on a young 23-year-old Durban surfer, just a beach boy, by the name of Theo, yours truly, he became who he is today. When the anointing comes upon you, it will turn you into another man, it will cause you to succeed in life, the anointing on you will cause you to, to prosper and God will provide for you by the presence of the Spirit of God upon your life. Now how does that happen? Well let's read Deuteronomy 8 verse 18. Always remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to become rich and he does it to fulfill the covenant. Now I didn't use the word rich, God did, right here in Deuteronomy 8.18. For all those who want to argue, if you don't like that word, tear it out, that page out your Bible, you turn to Deuteronomy 8.18, that's where you'll find it, you can tear it out. Now, the Bible said, God gives you power to become rich, or you might say, to succeed and to prosper. Now, God gives you power. What does that mean? It means God anoints you. God anoints you to succeed. God anoints you to succeed. In John chapter 6 and verse 63 from the New King James translation, the Word of God says, Jesus speaking, Jesus said, it is the Spirit who gives life. It is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who gives life. Then Jesus said, The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So, when I meditate in the Word of God, I am exposing my life to the Spirit of God. And as I meditate in these scriptures, which we've just heard right now and in this series, you will find that the word will enter you and the anointing will come on you and provision will come to you supernaturally, automatically. This is the grace of God in action, family. Supernaturally, the grace of God will bring us the blessing of God. We don't have to struggle through life. That's not God's plan. We want, God wants to get the glory. 
So he's going to do it and he'll get the glory. As we listen to these scriptures, the anointing comes on us to provide for us, cause us to succeed and be blessed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you are listening to this message and you don't know Jesus, we're entering very troubled waters. It's not a good idea to continue one day further without knowing Jesus is in your boat. If you want to be sure you're going to heaven one day, then say this little prayer with me as I pray. Dear Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. I declare you are the Lord of my life. I will serve you and follow you with all my heart until I see you on that wonderful day in eternity. Thank you for saving me and forgiving me of all my sins. Praise God. Well, if you said that prayer from your heart, then you are saved born to the family of God, and we want to congratulate you, and we will meet again on the shores of heaven. Praise God. We love you all. Pastor Bev and I and CFC staff are praying for all of you. Continue. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.